welcome to episode 8 of Cerebrum Capital, the podcast where we look deeper into our own human nature as well as ourselves to learn more about our everyday lives and some of the problems that we face. In this episode, we're going to be looking at something that I feel all of us have gone through at least once before, and that is stress, because at Cerebrum Capital, what we want to do is give you the tools to work through some of the problems that you might be facing and any sort of overwhelming stress that you might be facing. So I feel that looking at stress is one of the most important topics that I could cover. So in this episode, that's what we're going to be looking at, specifically the neuroscience behind stress and how it affects us as well as how it is developed. So um, as I said earlier, stress is something that everyone has felt at least once. Um, I feel it's something that's completely normal. And, you know, you might have felt it when you were stressing over an exam or some form of a looming deadline. And stress or rather short-term stress is a good thing because it keeps us sharp and alert and ready to work through a challenge because our body activates stress um, intentionally because it helps us work through a challenge and to face a challenge almost as if it were a fight or flight response. So in some way, it's a survival instinct to get us through something that we may feel is very daunting. So short-term stress can be good. However, the problem arises when we face something known as chronic stress or stress that occurs over the long term, because this can have a negative effect on us and wreak havoc mentally and physically and essentially prevent us from growing as people. So chronic stress can lead to a number of issues in the long run, if not dealt with. And um, it's often known that chronic stress can be a key contributor to many problems like heart disease, high blood pressure, even depression and anxiety. So we can see that it's very important important to learn how to deal with the stress that we're facing without with the stress that we're facing and that's exactly what we're going to be doing in this episode so firstly i like to give a bit of an overview about what short-term stress is as i said earlier short-term stress stress is almost like a fight or flight response it is our body's response behind something that we might be facing and it can be traced back to very primal survival to very primal and survival instinct and this fight or flight response is pushing us forward in order to work through a challenge and something that we might feel is overbearing. So how this develops in our brain is that it's essentially triggered by something known as the fear center in our brain. This is called the amygdala. Um, the amygdala sends a signal to the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland within our brain. And what this does is it helps to regulate the stress hormone cortisol. So um, when we feel that we have to work through a challenge or we feel stressed out by something, this is essentially because our amygdala has activated the hypothalamus and our pituitary glands, and our brain is now releasing the stress hormone called cortisol. And what cortisol does is it causes our heart rate to rise and our blood flow to increase, all of which is similar to the fight or flight response, which creates this sense of short-term stress and causes us to have this sense of, you may feel a sense of anxiety to want to work through something or to deal with it. And the sense of stress is essentially caused by this stress hormone called cortisol. So that's how short-term stress is developed. On the other hand, we have chronic stress, which I said earlier is some form of long-term stress, which is prolonged and is a constant feeling, which if not dealt with can lead to eventual health problems down the line. So some of the most common causes of chronic stress aren't necessarily to do with physiological changes in our body. So it's not due to um, a constant release of cortisol it's not and it's not due to a sense of fight or flight response what it is due to is psychological or social problems that you might be facing so you may have some form of chronic stress because you are in a high pressure job you may feel a sense of loneliness and all of these can keep your body in a constant state of stress 
and in a constant state of perceived perceived threat. And as a result, you feel very stressed. So um, this form of chronic stress is derived from emotional stress, which we feel as a result of our environment, of the relationships we have, or anything that may be going on at work or school or whatever it is that you feel committed to. So we may feel a sense of constant worry from our commitments in our life. And this constant worry develops very quickly into chronic stress, which wears our bodies down and makes us feel tired and anxious. So because we begin to feel this constant sense of worry, what we begin to do is to work extra hard to make our ends meet and to complete the things that we think we have to complete. And because of this, we begin to ignore any needs that we might have because the fight or flight response that we have, this prolonged fight or flight response that we have keeps us wanting to continue to do things that may not be as important as tending to our needs, but we begin to ignore our needs and focus on making ends meet instead. So because we begin to ignore our own needs, this can lead to depression, diabetes, heart disease in the future, as we are not tending to our own bodies, our minds, and even our overall well-being. So what we can see is that clearly chronic stress can be derived from our own environment and some of the things that we might be going through. So now the big research topic that's going on around stress is neuroscientists are looking to find not necessarily a cure to stress, but a way for people to work around it. And um, especially with chronic stress being such a big issue for many people and serving a big disadvantage to people in the future in terms of diseases, what neuroscientists are now looking at is how parental stress can affect offspring and can be an indicator for later chronic stress once the baby is born. So essentially what they're trying to do is to look at offspring and look at babies and see if there's any signs of parental stress that may have affected them and try to catch it earlier to offer a workable psychological cure or some uh, some way for the kids to work out how to, how to deal with their own stress from a very young age. Um, so the first step is always to look at some of the problems that you might be facing. That is the best way to try to deal with the stress you're facing. However, if this does not work, medication does exist. What medications help us do is to manage stress symptoms and doctors may even prescribe an antidepressant at extreme cases. However, the most effective thing to dealing with your stress, as I said, is finding the primary cause of your stress and aiming to find the coping mechanisms that you need to change your perspective on how you view situations and begin to aim to live a balanced lifestyle. The best, and this is essentially the best way to deal with the stress. It is to live a balanced lifestyle where you balance your commitments with eating healthy and exercising as well as family time. That's the best way to treat your mind in the best way possible and to ensure that you don't feel an overwhelming stress of st a sense of stress that can lead to chronic problems later in the future. Thank you for listening and hopefully you learned something about your own mind and can see how you may be able to use the tools that you need to work with the stress that you might be experiencing. Thank you and do tune in to the next episode.